Welcome to Bowties in Business, where a fashionable nerd and knowledge meet. Regardless of whether your career is just starting, steady, or stalling, join me and a collection of business and thought leaders who are experts in their field as they share their decades of first-hand real-world experience from the ground floor to the executive suite and every corner of the business world. Welcome back, everybody, and thanks for listening. Today, we're going to talk about planning a sales call, or better yet, planning a better sales call. Today's episode is going to go through the seven steps to planning the better sales call in relatively quick fashion, and then somewhere in the future, we'll dive deeper into each one. So as we get started, think about it, whether you're new to selling, whether you've been in the game a long time and maybe developed some habits or forgot things that used to work for you, one of the key things you need to do to ensure you get the most out of every opportunity is make sure you have a plan. We talk about business planning a lot in our coaching business and in our sales management business. But as part of having a plan, so often, and I love the term from years ago, even though it's not polite, a lot of salespeople just show up and throw up. They're there, they've got a meeting, they think, hey, somebody's going to need my stuff or I got the best answer or whatever. But you're so much more successful if you just take the time, put in some hard thought, put in some effort, and get ready for what you're about to do. So the first tip on the seven strategies to planning a better sales call, the first tip is be an A student. A students always do their homework. They know what assignments are key. They know what reading to do. And the world with the internet, and I know it sounds like a joke, but with the internet is full of information. So make sure that as you get ready, know your customer's business. Understand their industry. Spend 30 minutes reading if it's not a segment or a customer or you're already there. Know who their competitors are. What's going on in their world at a high level? There's all kinds of pressures on businesses that may seem obvious, but sometimes aren't. And also, things tend to move quickly. So a week or so out, do one last check. Look at any trade publications. Check their blog or their press release section or both. Look at their social medias. If you know they use key suppliers, read some of those websites before you walk in the door. Again, 30 minutes, an hour will go a long way in helping you make a better impression on your customer and get the most out of the sales call that you're planning. The second tip is it all starts with an agenda. This is a great chance to have your customer or your prospect tell you what they're interested in. If you drive and do all the talking in sales, you're never really going to be successful. There is a time for you to extol the virtues of what you're doing and what your problem you're trying to solve often in business to business selling. But so often people just go in and say, let me tell you about the greatest new blah, blah, blah. It slices, it dices, it juliannes, right? It, uh, I shot at the old info marketing knife commercial. But salespeople come in with features and benefits without knowing what the problem is. Sometimes that can start the conversation. But by preparing your agenda, by knowing your talking points and sharing that with the folks you're meeting with ahead of time, you have an opportunity to understand what they want to get out of the meeting and tailor your comments, your presentation, your conversations, and even your follow-ups to those points. The third tip is know your desired outcome. Now, don't laugh. A lot of people say, oh, I desire to make a sale. No, actually, 
that might be the ultimate end goal, but the purpose of a meeting may not be to close the deal, especially the world's become more complex. I know a lot of selling, a lot of technology selling is multi-call, multi-time. I've been involved personally in projects that have taken 12 to 24 months to close and take off. And I'm not the only one. It's certainly not an anomaly. A lot of you listening have probably run into the same thing. And these are bigger deals. These are more complex deals. They're not transactional in nature. But you need to know your desired outcome from every meeting. Is it to position a part of the solution for the problem? Is it to do discovery so you can create a better proposal? Is it to get the sponsorship to meet someone else that is either going to benefit or be part of the buying process? Now, you still have to give value, and that value is a whole nother conversation. But along the way, you need to know what your outcome is for this specific meeting. Finally, in point four, we're going to say, understand your audience. Who are you meeting with? You've done your homework. You have an agenda. You know what you want to get from the meeting. And as part of that, you may even know what they want to get from the meeting. Now you need to understand your audience and their motives. This is where you really start to go deeper, right? In doing your homework, understand what questions to ask. Anticipate objections is never a bad thing. Anticipate their questions or inquiries. And then try to guide your content and your commentary into that. And then finally, plant your questions to improve discovery. Have your questions based on everybody you expect to be in the room and have different ones for different people to get them engaged. You can put them out to the group. Sometimes the right person will speak up. And other times you could say, hey, John, I know about this, but da-da-da-da-da, and ask your specific question that pertains to John's area of the business. Now, if you have people with multiple roles that are similar, it's okay to ask varying questions to the same thing to different people. And then have three asks, not talking questions, three things you want the customer to help you with or prospect to help you with. As part of the outcome, one of the asks could be an introduction, not necessarily their boss, maybe to their peers, right? Um, clarification on some points, some data sets that you need to make a decision, access to other materials. A lot of times those asks are informational. Sometimes they're very, very specific though. Hey, if I could do this, can you help me with that, right? And again, it varies with everyone. And then the final of the seven strategies for planning a better sales call is practice with your team. Solo selling still happens. It's still out there. But in so many areas, you have an engineer, you have a customer service director, you have finance people, you have marketing departments, anyone who's coming in from your side that's wearing your jersey, whether it's yours or one of your suppliers or vendors that's coming in to help you do the transaction, have a practice session. Review everything we did before. Here's the homework we've done. Here's the agenda. Here's what we want the desired outcome to be. Here's who the audience is going to be. We've got these questions that we want to ask the customers. We've got these three asks. Dry run it with everybody so they know when to speak, when to hold their peace. And also, they may have insight. They may have thoughts. They may have experiences firsthand with this customer or prospect or similar ones that maybe are related to them and they know each other that you can leverage in the opportunity. The other thing is, is it stops people from stepping on each other in the meeting. If everyone, and there will be a natural fluidity to it, like any conversation, 
right? It doesn't have to be so scripted and so structured it reads like a play. But if people know their places, that practice will make you just so much more efficient. And this is just planning the sales call. So in upcoming episodes, we'll certainly cover each of these in a lot more depth. We'll go into other parts of the sales process, whether it's finding customers and prospects through closing the sale to maintaining and managing accounts to upselling and cross-selling new products for wallet share and additional products and services. Thank you again for your time. Join us again next Tuesday for a new episode. If you like what you've heard today, please go over to timkubiak.com. We've created a written article on seven strategies for planning a better sales call, a downloadable PDF. We're happy to send you for free. We'd love for you to sign up for our newsletter as part of that, but it's there. You don't have to wait for the other episodes. We will certainly be covering this stuff on and on. And the other thing to know is I offer personal sales coaching and training on these very topics that you hear me talking about. So if you're interested, reach out to us. One of the team or myself will get back to you. We look forward to speaking to you. Thanks again for listening. Thanks again for listening, and we hope you've enjoyed this episode. We put out fresh content every Tuesday. If you like what you heard, please subscribe, tell your friends, and share on your own social media accounts. Want us to see what you have to say? It's a BYOB kind of party. Bring your own bow tie. So hashtag bring your own bow tie. Our listeners are important to us. After all, it's you we create this content for. With that in mind, we're doing a mailbag episode once a quarter. If you have suggestions, ideas, or questions you'd like answered, email us at mailbag at bowtiesandbusiness.com. This show is produced, edited, and researched by Courtney Kubiak with the help of her rescue dogs, Tequila Rose and Rooney.